Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hello, gang. This is Seth Goldstein with another wonderful episode with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. I am so honored and privileged on many levels to have a wonderful friend that I am so glad to call friend. I have such affinity for She's an entrepreneur, an actress, producer, strong Latina who has, um, you know, nothing but great things happening. So we want to know what her the happenings are. So help me welcome, if you will, Malili Dib. Hi there. How are you? Uh-oh. Hello? Hello. There you are. Oh, uh, here yeah. I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Not sure what happened. Occasionally, we'll get a couple of uh, hiccups. Not exactly. It's not an exact science yet. But so glad to have you on board. And um, sorry, I, I I have no idea uh, what that was about. But I'll definitely um, have to look into it because I'll tell you what it was about that well, I'm in Mexico currently. And unfortunately, our internet connections here are a bit wacky. <laughs> yeah, it, it can happen. So Mexico, that's fantastic. Which leads me to the next question. Um, you're originally from Mexico. Yes. Why don't you tell us a story? Yes, um, I'm originally from a place called Puebla in Mexico, and uh, it's an actually pretty big city. It's the fifth biggest city in Mexico, and it's right next to Mexico City in the center of the country. Um, very beautiful, colonial. We also have uh, a very important archaeological site. Um, it was back then, it was sort of like the Vatican of the ancient world. A lot of uh, people from ancient people from Mexico would gather here for religious purposes uh, in Cholula and we have a very important pyramid it's actually the biggest pyramid in the yeah, world so I hear. when it comes to the base yeah wow so. that's amazing mm -hmm. so yeah. with such rich culture so let's explain to the listeners um about Cinco de Mayo Cinco de Mayo is not celebrated in Mexico am I correct mm no, this is what's crazy because I was here Cinco de Mayo and you know the it's the Battle of Puebla. So I'm literally right. in the place. Exactly. Where Are you Cinco in the middle of the Mayo, battle or what? 
<laughs> I mean, I wish that's what I, I, you know, I suddenly realized looking at my Instagram stories that all of my American friends were like drinking right. tequila and eating tacos and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, wow, there's nothing, literally nothing happening yeah. here today. It's just like another, another day. And um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that is. And and it's funny that a lot of Americans think that it's actually the celebration of Mexican independence and it's right. not and at all that, you know. Yeah, yeah they, they, they tend to think it's interchangeably because they like to party. They like to hit the, the margaritas and the pina coladas and the coronas and whatnot. Um, I know. So listen, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I am so happy. I feel surreal. I'm literally pinching myself that you and I are talking. It's been a while. Aww, you're so sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun. It's great. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've been doing this for like six months now and it's been, you know, I, I talk a lot, quite a bit. I don't know if you you haven't already noticed. And so being that that's the case, I decided to take on the podcast, uh, jump into, delve into and see and see how deep this rabbit hole is and where it leads me. And it's been, I got to tell you, so far, it's been a great ride. Um, and, yeah, you're well, like perfect about- for this world. <laughs> right yeah, yeah let's 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 talk about let's talk about your the your last name dib where is it or, or originate from so dib is actually um a syrian last name it's apparently very common in syria and it's also the arab word for wolf so i always okay. tell my friends i am the original stark you know in uh, game of thrones you had the stark family and they were the wolves <laughs> Well, sure. I am. <laughs> I am Don't mess with her, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with me. And so um, and that's another thing that I guess a lot of people don't know about uh, Mexico and specifically Puebla. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of Middle Eastern um, immigrants sure. here, uh, yeah. namely from Lebanon. But my family actually came from Syria. So uh, my dad was born here, but... And my grandfather was also born in Puebla, but his parents, so I guess my great-grandparents, they were the ones that came from Syria. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic story. Now, have you ever, ever, ever been in Syria or have you ever like traveled over there? No, if they only stopped fighting with one another, there's like always conflict there. I would die. I would die to go. I have been to the middle, to the Middle East and I love it. Like, I don't know. I do think I have it in my blood. And the moment I set foot in a Middle Eastern country, I just feel at home. I like the people. I like the the spices, the smell, the dancing. Now, um, speaking of which, do do your parents or you cook, um, you know, Middle Eastern at all or, or not? Oh, yeah. Actually, when my mom, she's not Middle Eastern at all. But when she married my dad, my grandma was like, okay today is the day that you learn how to cook Middle Eastern food. And my mom was like, okay. So she had to learn how to do um, Kipanaye. I don't know the names in English because we've Mexicanized the Middle Eastern names, but she learned how to do all these things. And then funnily enough, my my brother also married a uh, non-Lebanese or Middle Eastern Mexican woman, but she too learned how to cook uh, Middle Eastern food. So it's kind of like a tradition, you know, you marry. It's a- embedded. It's embedded in you guys, for sure. It has to be. Yeah. It's like a like a folklore of sorts. It has to be told uh, generation after generation. I'm I'm happy. You ought not to ever lose that, you know. I know. Um, yeah, I love that. And, 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 and by the way, you're an excellent cook. If I might add, I know you have a, a cooking channel. Am I right or <laughs> in saying that or? 
Yes, one of my million things. I mean, I don't have a cooking channel per se. I tried to start one, but uh -huh. it was just so much work. And uh, as you know, I do so many things that I just you wear many hats. Yes, you do. I wear many hats and I love, love, love cooking. I love the creative process. It's kind of like my therapy, you know, it saves me a lot of money right. and therapists because whenever I'm feeling down or worried or whatever, yeah. I just go to the kitchen, start cooking uh -huh. and all my problems kind of. I was going to say, do you away. ever feel down? Really? Oh. Because you're so, you're so dynamic. You're always full of energy. I want to know, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, what you do to, to keep yourself up and motivated. But I was going to add that I too, when I feel like down, I wash the dishes for my girl. So she knows when I'm not <laughs> having a good day. I'm like, <laughs> she goes, are you, are you, you washing the dishes? Like like, <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious that's the thing that i hate the most in the kitchen so if you ever feel down and want to come to my yeah. house to feel better i will leave you a pile of dishes to take care of <laughs> uh, i will wash them all it's funny it is therapeutic it's funny people find their own coping mechanisms some yeah, people will absolutely. cook i tend to do like the washing so if i can wash the the dishes and we have a dishwasher here in the whole bit but i'm more old school i just like to the idea of moving around. I mean, it is artistic to a point. You know, I got to tell you, it's all artistic. <laughs> the creative process of putting in the soap, lathering it up. No, kidding. So, wow. um, you know, tell us your handles, your Instagram and everything just before we get started because I want people to look you up like now as they're listening in, okay? Yeah. Okay, so I have um, three Instagrams, I guess. It's one for myself and two for two of my businesses and mine right. is Malili Dib. I'm like the only one and uh, no underscore. The only one, nothing. that's for sure. So just Malili Dib. And then um, for my baby apparel, it's called at spirally underscore. That's S-P-I-R. I, I forgot the spelling of S-P-I-R-A-L-L-Y <laughs> underscore. Listen, so don't worry. We have all day. <laughs> kidding. Um, I know. I'm so, like, um, yeah, and the third one, it, it, the third one is my, my jewelry. It's called uh, Golf by RQ. So those are the three Instagrams where people could follow me. <laughs> they could stalk you. That's great. Yeah. You guys hear that? No kidding. But you don't have a, a, a <laughs> doppelganger by any chance? No, right? Because it's Malili Dib. There could be nobody else with the with your name. Uh, no, this, I it, I think I'm the only one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you ever get mistaken for another actress? Like somebody? I'm trying I to get remember. It, get it. Who? Every single. Not always actress. I mean, I get sometimes that I sort of look like Penelope Cruz, but not fully. It's not like people are uh, mistaken uh -huh. for her. And then there's this other actress who used to work a lot in the 90s, Lily Sobieski. I don't know if you know who that is. Doesn't um, ring a bell, no. No, she was I, on I I, Eyes I, Wide Shut with Tom Oh, Cruz. yeah. My uh, my friend was in Eyes Wide Shut also. Oh, yeah. really? She's the girl that, the naked girl that's sitting in the in the, in the chair. Oh. Swear, to, swear to God. That's a that's a good friend of mine. I, I it's so good that I don't remember her name. <laughs> She's gonna a kill me is for a this. Job, you know? a job yeah, is yeah. So she her. right. She did a lot of work, and now she lives off the paintings. Well, that's another story. That's that's funny. Yeah, I can see a little bit of uh, uh, Penelope Cruz a little bit, but it's great that you have a very ambiguous um, uh, a kind of a, a, a look to you. 
that mm-hmm. is is very out of the norm and it's good because why tell us why are you you don't never get typecast yeah well yeah I, i'm very thankful for that because um i could literally be a latina or i could be middle eastern middle eastern or i could be mm-hmm. european or you know I, people think i'm maybe brazilian i've gotten russian which I, this is very ignorant mm-hmm. of me but i thought every russian person was like blonde and blue eyes and it turns out that no there's a lot of people uh-huh. that actually look sort of like me so that uh-huh. you know that's that's very interesting and i think it comes back to just i'm so mixed by this point that well, probably I'm, you and I. i'm like yeah exactly we're like citizens of the future it's going to come to a point yeah. where races are going to be non-existent because world, everyone's right? going to be so mixed yeah that it's going to yeah, be yeah my girl and i could sing we are the world in our house because <laughs> we're like mixed my girl is italian irish uh-huh. she's italian uh-huh. irish and i am a latino jew my dad is mexican my mom is from guatemalan jew and her last name is goldstein isn't that Super crazy jewish yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah but uh, so I'm, i'm all mixed but um It's crazy that that we you know we come uh, it's like you like you said it's going to be one of these days we're all going to it's going to be like a synergy of all of us together in one. I wonder what that's I'm interested to see what 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 that's going to look like, you know. But um yeah. I want to I wanted to delve a little more in this, uh, uh, into the meat of the whole conversation. I want to know, I mean, honestly, peel back layers of your life in all respects. And I wish we had more time. We could, you could probably come back for a second part at another time. Yes, is that a possibility? I mean, uh, of course, if people want to keep hearing from me, I'm happy to continue talking. <laughs> I, I really have to tell you, um, you're one of those those exceptional folks who, um, you know. Uh, like I said, very dynamic, your personality, um, you're hard to miss when you talk to you, you know, you sort of come away like, man, this, this person's all the way like around, um, cool because you, you're very grounded. You have your feet on the ground and how does Malili Div keep herself grounded? Oh, Jim, that you are always so complimentary. So thank you. Thank you so much. It makes me feel really good. Uh, you know, when other people say nice things about you, it's very nice. So thank you. Um, how do I keep my feet on the ground? I mean, I think my my family just taught me to be that way anyway. It's like never take for granted what you have or never feel like you're above anyone else just because you're doing this today because you don't know what could happen tomorrow. And uh, you see it every day. And then the career that we choose, uh, that we chose, it's a very humbling career, you know, because you get a hit one day and you'll get seven misses <laughs> the next seven days. So, you know, that's, you get a that's hit and then you, you get hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you start at the exactly. Of the line, you, to the back of the line again. <laughs> yeah, literally, it is like that. So I, I don't know. I've just learned to really take advantage of the good moments that I have. And then when I don't have those, just you, you just keep yourself balanced because if not, you'll just go crazy. But um, yeah, I think it comes from education and then the the life experience and the career that I that I chose. But hopefully it continues, you know, because I want to be much more successful, but I don't want to lose my ground. No, don't ever change. I tend to be the same way. I come from a family of musicians very famous in Mexico and here in the States, I'm just Jim, you know, and, and people know me as, uh, you know, the actor, the guy that's just helping out all the time. And I, I tend to go out there and 
not to toot my horn, but I like to help out the, the community and the vendors. And um, I, you know, I also grew grew up in a barrio. So, you know, we had some tough times, you know, growing up. It wasn't all like served on a nice golden platter. Um, mm-hmm. There was ups and downs, peaks and valleys, like such as life, you know. But um, anywho, I wanted to sort of deviate from the conversation and go right into um, your um, acting. You know, like you you've been all over the world. Yes. But you have transplanted from Mexico to okay let me get it straight you said from mexico to los angeles from los angeles to new york back to los angeles and now mexico <laughs> there was another stop to uh, to mexico in between la and new york but yes that's basically really? that's basically it <laughs> so so you you left you left uh, in mexico with with this idea of hey you know what i'm going to make it big but let's back up when did you get the acting bug as a child was it like Oh, I got it very early on. You know, I I have I'm a Pisces and I wasn't very into uh, the the zodiac signs and everything until I started drawing to the gang. I'm a Pisces, too. I know. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, you're a Pisces. Well, then, yeah, I'm a Pisces. Very sensitive. And we are we are dreamers. Like we we fantasize and we dream and we live in this magical world that we create in our minds. So Ain't I think um, from a yeah. very early age, I think probably when Titanic came out and I just saw what they did with that movie wow. and saw Leo DiCaprio and I was like, I need to get myself into yeah. that line of work. Like, that's what I need to do. And, you know, I just I just dreamt of the moment that I could do that. But then my dad, being a very conservative Mexican, Middle Eastern man, like you can only imagine what kind of personality he had. Uh, Uh He just did not want that path for his daughter. So I chose the next best thing, which was production. You know, I said, okay, if I'm not going to be in the movies, can I make them? And very reluctantly, he agreed. And um, I saw myself doing that in no other place than Los Angeles, of course. Uh, So my best friend, my best friend at the time, who's still my best friend, Tina, had moved uh, from Mexico to Los Angeles to pursue music. So I just thought it's the perfect opportunity. I'll study filmmaking. We'll live together. And, you know, the rest, it's pretty much history. Wow. And so you set out and then you got a, a visa, right? Like a, like an artist visa to come out here and, and pursue acting or did you, well, how did you go about? Uh, it was a very long path. So first uh, you have to get your student visas, you know, through the school that you attend. So first when that, when I, that time around, I came to study filmmaking and it was a very uh, speedy course. It was a one year intensive program. Wow. Um, yeah, we would, my, my schedule, my schedule was literally 9am to 9pm every single day. We would be in the school making movies crazy, but I just learned a lot, a lot, a lot. And then after that, I, I got to stick around a little bit in Los Angeles, but I, while I was waiting for more like work visa opportunities and I had the incredible pleasure to work with Mark Ruffalo, uh, remember the story. I told you, yeah, I mean, it it was just by chance, but I got to, that was like my first taste of a professional Hollywood movie set. And uh, that's the moment where everything just came full circle. I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, whether it's behind, 
or in front. I did. I <laughs> he is the nicest. He's a nice guy. Sweet guy. In yeah. The world. Like I was the littlest person in the crew. You know, my position was no, I was nothing in that crew. I was 19 years old. And I remember okay. one day on set, he took the time. I, I was just sitting in a corner minding my own business. I didn't even want to look at him in the eye because I, I just thought, you know, they're famous people. He's probably going to get mad if I look at him. And uh, <laughs> He, he came to me and he introduced himself and he was like, I am Mark, I'm the director and who are you? I want to know everyone that's working in my film and I want to welcome uh, you and thank you for being here. And I was like, oh how gracious, my God. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, I, I can't, I couldn't believe um, that that had well, happened. And he was amazing. That is, so uh, that, that was for sympathy for delicious. Yeah. Yes. Sympathy for Delicious. Okay. Sadly, nobody saw the film. <laughs> it didn't do okay. well at all. Um, I it, thought it got shelved. It, it gets shelved, don't they, for a while? Well, for it actually went to it went to Sundance, but uh, okay. I mean, it just has like three percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. You know, <laughs> people just did not vibe with it. Right. But right. Even, it, even it happens. Had, yeah. yeah, and it had Laura Linney in it, and it had um, Orlando Bloom. Wow, Julia Lewis. Wow. Yeah, it was. So you were amongst all these great people, huh? Yeah, You're learning, was, taking it all in, absorbing that at such crazy. a young age. I mean, I remember um, Laura Linney doing a scene, and and I I uh -huh. took this with me in in my acting, but she was in in the middle of these of this very important emotional scene, and then uh -huh. as she was doing it, there was a plane that went by. And the actor inside of her knew that with the plane, it would ruin the take, right? Because of the sound. So right. she stopped to let the plane go without, without breaking her character, without mumbling, jumbling, nothing. She stopped, waited for the total plane silence. to go by, total silence, and then yeah. continued the scene like nothing had happened. But that wow. way she didn't ruin, you know, the sound for the take. I mean, it was just next level next level yeah uh, down to mm -hmm. down to the, the the small stuff huh like just razor sharp uh uh focus i really like that i, I you know those yeah. type of stories they they're very you know they're inspirational and and they impact you on more than one level and you tend to you know resonate with that like wow i you know this is kind of actor i'm gonna be you know and exactly. uh, years later yeah for sure i mean now, the level also, of professionalism mm -hmm. Right. Also, it's funny because in Mexico and other like Latin American countries, the actors tend to not really talk to, um, you know, the, the production many times. Right. And a lot of the actors that are it depends, I guess, who you're working with. But mm -hmm. I my you know, I've known of actors that have said, you know, that they work here now. And they said that in Mexico, it's slightly different in that what I mean is. <clears throat> that many a times you they don't look down upon you but there are some that are really like full of themselves that kind of will sort of you know like just kind of dispel you and pretend like you're not there you know what i mean yeah i, I don't think it's a mexican thing i think it's a personal thing because i've worked mm -hmm. with uh, actors both in mexico and in the u.s and you know it, it's funny because like the more the more of a legend the actor is, the more yeah. grounded they are, and the the less the, the more they see themselves as part of the crew, not above it or below it or anything. Okay. You know, it's like we're all working together. And sometimes it's the newer people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes the newer people or people that have just started to experience fame and all that, they're sort of insecure right. or something like that. And so they want to make yeah. sure that they're treated like the star and that they're made different. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's just stupid, you know, but yeah, it there, does come from insecurity. Like you're right. It does mm-hmm. come from insecurity because when you're grounded, you're secure and you know, you're conscious of who you are. Uh, you sort of just know that you're just like everybody else. And so, like mm-hmm. you say, you're not above or below anybody, but you're just, you're being, you know, you're in the moment and you learn from others and, and, and you're cordial because you have to, it's also sends out a especially on set. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. You know, I wanted to touch touch up on um, you know, fitness. You know, I it pays huge dividends, right, to work out. And I noticed that you work out quite a bit. You made fitness uh, you know, a lifestyle, right? Tell us Yes. You you asked me before if I ever get down and um we we got uh distracted with other topics, <laughs> but of course I get down. I mean, I'm human and, uh, and I chose a very difficult career. That's always like bringing you down. And one of my therapies aside from cooking is obviously like physical exercise. It is just so necessary for me to do some sort of exercise every single day, specifically in the morning, because I feel like you start your day with a certain attitude that is lining you up for success. And it, it just, awesome. it, 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 it makes you feel so good. And there's a lot of science behind it. And we're always hearing about how working out is really good for you. And yeah. we never want to do it because it's always hard to, you know, get out of bed and think about uh, getting sweaty and doing all the repetitions <laughs> and, Oh right. my God. But, but it's a killer uh, rush, right? It's a natural high, isn't it? Once you, obviously, you, you once, yeah. Yeah. After yeah, you do it, it just, you just you just feel incredible, you know. And um, now that I'm in Mexico, uh-huh. I'm doing this uh, little like fitness challenge with my brother. So it's like bringing us together, and I'm I really That's enjoy funny. it. I, I and um, especially if it's something outdoors in LA, we're sure. so blessed to have all those hikes, you know, and just like yeah. taking advantage of what nature has to offer. It, it, it's fundamental. The one thing that I tell people that tell me that they're not feeling well mentally and physically is like, how is your workout routine? Are you working out? And a lot of the times the answer is no. Right. So, you know, you get the endorphins running through your body and stuff and your brain. So, and not a lot of oxygen. So yeah, it tends to real bog you down if make you feel like tired out of out of you know energy and and whatnot what, what kind do you are you a juicer like do you you know juice in the morning or what's your morning like like your snacks and stuff what do you eat in the morning for breakfast <laughs> for morning for breakfast so i i do a bit of um intermittent fasting i've tried every single diet like i've been a vegan i've been a vegetarian i've been a pescatarian i've tried them all to see which one fits my body yeah. better and um, I found that the intermittent fasting really works for me, like not eating too late and just giving my, my body time to process the foods that I've given it during a certain period of time. And that, that has worked very good for me. I usually do 16 hours without food, eight hours with food. And um, within those so, eight hours, mm-hmm. yeah. No, go ahead. I'm yeah, within those eight hours, I mean, I, I usually... 
I love eggs and egg whites. I eat a lot of that for breakfast. I do omelets. I do like Mexican styled eggs and nopales, which is these cactus Yummy. leaves that I love. Um, I do take a juice every every two two or three days. I do a green juice. I don't like to do it too often because I put I put raw garlic in the juice. <laughs> so you know, and sometimes it's like strong for your for your belly. But, but garlic is culturally good for us. You know, like we eat that a lot. As um, as as Latinos, we tend to eat a lot of garlic and onions. Oh yeah, and Asians, yeah. you know, Asians, Asians, Asians use it yeah. medicinally, and I believe right. in it as a medicine a lot as well. So I do yeah. do juicing, and then generally I try to stay away from from the carbs because they really upset my stomach. You know, in my journey to discover what which kind of diet felt better for me, I realized that any time I ate carbs even the healthy ones you know even the quinoa or a little bit of brown rice or whatever it would be um bloating galore you know i would be like so bloated and uncomfortable and all of that and and the moment that i stopped consuming carbs then uh -huh. the bloating went away so yeah i do you vegetables I, I do it i do it I was, I'm part of me. I was going to say, I also do inter intermittent um, uh, fasting. I wake up at 1 p.m., so it's pretty easy for me to do it. <laughs> you wake up at 1? What are I you I wake doing? up at 1. Huh? You go to I bed? know. I'm meditating at <laughs> the entire time. I'm kidding. Um, we go to bed. Um, well, it, it's so fundamentally wrong what I do, but we go to bed. Like I go to bed at 1230. Um, you know, I... I I'm very spiritual, so I pray before I go to bed, and then, oh, then when excuse me, sorry, yeah, then I go to bed, and then um, it's like I'm tossing and turning. Like I started watching this thing on, on um, on on Netflix, I believe. We're watching like the CISO Hotel in downtown LA <gasps> and all the gruesome craziness. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, it's I freaky. Sleep for days. I couldn't sleep for almost two days. Just. I mean, all the way around, craziness happening. I mean, like just anything you could and everything you could imagine gone wrong in that place was happening. Um, they found a you know a body of I forget her uh, name. Uh, I know, in, in it's so tank. crazy. But anyway, I couldn't sleep. That's the point. So like I was telling you, and it's like tossing and turning, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I don't know." It's like you know, I'm like freaking sweating cold, and my hands are clammy, and the whole bit. And then, you know, yeah, so. All that was going on and and but yeah in, in a nutshell i've been doing intermittent like fasting without even knowing it i've shed like 10 pounds it's crazy <laughs> really yeah that I'm is not... amazing is it isn't it, yeah i mean people don't believe how intermittent fasting works but it, it just it does and you don't have to limit your diet so much do you no, not really. But you know what? I abstain myself from the carbs. Also, I have the. Yeah. Uh, in addition, I do a little cheating with the um, fitness pal. So I do the fitness pal. And I do count the calories and sort of stay below a certain uh, amount of calories. But I try my best not to eat so much of the carbs, just enough because your body does need some carbs. I'm not gonna lie, but you know when it gets like later in the day i try to abstain myself from that you know yeah and you just have to find a balance because you also want to have fun and enjoy life and part of life is yeah. all the all the food that we can eat but it's just about finding that balance of being healthy yes. and also enjoying life so i'm glad so to hear I wanna... that i want to see you jim with the with your new figure with my new look i i grew up my hair my hair is very long let me tell you real quick i had um a part in a film 
and um, it, it was great because it took place in my stomping grounds back when I, you know, I grew up in Lincoln Heights by Dodger Stadium. And so they were going to film something there. And then, it, as always, you know, something happens. There's a wrinkle with certain plants because it's like an indie film. And it's like a friend of mine, you know, hey, you know, you should audition for this. And I got the part. I was going to play a stoner, right? So I grew out my mm -hmm. hair. And it was gonna be like a picture Spicoli meets, I don't know, like uh, the, the, you know, um, uh, probably one of the comedians, you know, Andy Dick or something. And, you know, I was going to play uh, a stoner and uh, grew up my hair and I thought everything was great. And I was like doing all, I had landed the the gig. I had studied all the lines and then suddenly they go, you know what? It's going to be, it's going to be a while. And then, so then the commercial was, I, I, I was on, 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 uh, on, uh, what do you call it? On, on, on call for a commercial, you know, they had, I had basically, pretty much i had i was set to do it and then i said i can't really do this anymore go through with it because you guys keep switching your 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 dates and you're just vacillating all the time so listen i'm not going to do it so now i have the long hair and and i didn't you know decide to do the part and then the commercial is fine i could cut my hair now but but i'm thinking what else can i do so i yeah i'm i'm thinking about doing some some photographs right now but then i also want to lose weight i'm like i do really want to lose more weight to tell you the truth you're never quite content where you're at you know in terms of like there's always room for for growth and we get it and and for more but i just i just find that i need to probably shed like another 10 10 pounds or so i think yeah or maybe 15. but anyway um we'll talk well, about that for sure off, off <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. I do not want to discuss my life, my personal <laughs> life, and all the burdens that I have no, on hey, me with everybody. Hey, this is a conversation. Else. This is not a me, me, me. You know, so I'm happy to hear your like side that. as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? And that's that's peculiar because usually when I have people on, it's all about you know them. So I'm interviewing. This is great. This this whole like you know give and take and an exchange, which is essentially a conversation, right? At uh, yeah. It's, uh, at, yeah fundamentally but anyway let's talk about during the pandemic that thank god it seems like we're out of the woods um i don't wanted to say ask it you, don't say it out loud because they can i'm, I'm looking like, for so wood but and nothing is made out of wood anymore it's just like what's going on your head um, just go on your head yeah all right i know <laughs> i know so the pandemic happened and of course mm -hmm. you know um it's just during this whole outset of it and, and whatnot, the Zoom became like a huge instrumental part of our lives and how we did um, self-tapings and auditions and whatnot. Um, what other, like, what did you do creatively? Because I want you to share with, with the, the folks that are going to be watching and listening to this, rather. Um, you know, what, what did you create during this time? Because I know you created something online and I want to hear all about it. Well, I did. We actually shot a feature film and I swear to you, we were the first ones to come up with the concept of doing a horror film using only of our computers with actors that were um, stationed all over the world. And we even made, made it to Deadline. And for those of you listening who don't know what Deadline is, it's one of the most important um, uh, journal jur journalistic outlets for anything relating the entertainment world so and wow. it's very difficult to get 
an article there unless you're doing something important. And they actually wrote about us and the fact that we were making the movie. Um, but That's I mean, awesome. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it all started. I always go to this coffee place in LA and one day I meet this guy because there, were, there weren't enough tables. So I, this was pre pandemic, right? So I, I meet this guy and uh, he lets me share the table with him. And then we get to talking. And of course he's that creative because everyone in LA is somehow um, involved. If you're at a coffee moving. shop. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. All the writers are there, right? And uh, so, mm -hmm. anyway, we exchanged Instagrams, and I remember thinking, like, oh no, just like more random people to get on my Instagram. Oh, I shouldn't have done that, but whatever, you know. I <laughs> left, and once the pandemic started, I get a message from him, and he's like, "Hey, um, I know that you're an actress, and I'm and I'm doing a project. I would love for you to." Uh, check out the script and let me know what you think. And I was like, what do you mean? The pandemic just started. Like, what project? And it's basically about uh, this group of individuals that have to do their AA meetings. But now, since they live in New York City and New York City is going through this, like, historic flood, they have to meet right. through Zoom. And while they're doing their meetings, all sorts of crazy supernatural things begin to happen and, and it is really 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 freaky there there's a i mean you guys can find the the deadline article and there's a trailer in there um okay. unfortunately the movie hasn't come out yet because i know uh, i was gonna say where can i find it yeah it's okay. still not All out right. because the director was able to find a very good actor, which I cannot mention yet, but to do, yeah. there is a part of the movie that happens like in actual real life, not through screens. Okay. So okay. that took, that took a little bit more time. And because we got that amazing actor involved, uh, it, it was just like, yeah, it took a little bit more time, but I think it's going to be worth it. And hopefully people will still want to watch a movie that, it happens through screens you know but uh thankfully it's not about the pandemic itself it's just another right. situation that is keeping people in their homes right but it's fantastic that you guys use that mode of of zoom you know and 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 you know it's it's really creative how that all came to be you'll have to tell us a little more when you come back for a second part i need to have you back for a second part for sure because there's a lot more to discuss um, real I know. quick, I know you gotta go. I know you gotta go because you have a date with your mom and tell her, you know, a happy wish her a happy Mother's Day on, on and our And my behalf. grandma, my my ninety year old grandma is coming over. Wow. We're that, gonna celebrate. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so what are your handles, real quick, once again, before we 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 have to de uh, depart? Not for long, I hope, until soon. But uh, where can they find you? So my main one is just Malili Dib on Instagram. That's the one that I use the most. And uh, and then I have my baby apparel, which is spirally underscore, and my golf jewelry, which is golf by RQ. And um, I don't have a Twitter. I do have Facebook. It's also Malili Dib. And that's, that's right. pretty much it. I'm not too much into social media and all the technology craziness, but... Yeah. That's where you guys can find me, and I would love yeah, to talk right. to you. Mm -hmm. You 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 basically you're you're in the moment. You're you know you're you're mindful, and 
and you're able to smell the roses and the and, and you know and that sort of thing and and take in life real life I, in real time. I try to I try to I get carried away and I fall into the hands of social media at times but I try not to I I try to just enjoy life I'm a, and I'm a compulsive uh, uh media whore I got to tell you I'm always on some some kind of uh yeah, for sure. Social media of some kind. We all are. Um, it's like a drug. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, I try to fight it. I'm going to throw my phone out the window and I go, no, I can't. I need it. Need <laughs> and then you jump after it. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's been nothing but a blessing to have you on. I'm super excited. Um, I can't wait for what's to come. You will have to come back to talk about your boutique. But real quick, can you touch up like a minute on your boutique real fast? So for those people that want to buy things, where, you know, what, what's the deal with your boutique? Tell us. Yeah, actually, it's another thing that started during quarantine. A lot of positive things happened. But um, I, I always drew since I was a little girl, I created this pattern that was full of spirals. And they always relaxed me a lot and made me very happy. And I created this little characters when I was little, like when I was like 10 years old, you know, and during the pandemic, we all were going through so much anxiety and fear and all oh, these negative emo emotions that I one day I just decided to start drawing again and I started creating my characters and they are super, super cute. Not because I make them, but I promise you guys, everyone tells me about it. They're called Spiralies and I print them on baby onesies. And I also commission specific things like if you have a niece or a daughter or whatever and you would like to spiralize her then I can create a, like a cartoon based on whoever and then have them printed on different um, items of clothing. Oh, that's mm -hmm. fantastic. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have for sure um, the folks uh, uh, follow you and and all your your wonderful things that you do and you're so creative on more than one level and I mean all of us Pisces are creative needless to say I just have to put it out yeah there, <laughs> um, there you go and so <laughs> right and and so I want to just thank you for the time once again I know it was uh, it, it's it's sort of like time left and I don't know where it went and and now you know it's it's come to that moment. So we're all out of time. Uh, once again, uh, you're listening to Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. I am happy uh, to have had you on. Malili, promise me you'll do part two of this because we still have a lot of ground to cover. I'll do 10 parts if you want. I love talking to okay. you and thank you so much for having me. Likewise. The, the, the feeling is definitely mutual. Thank you once again. Appreciate it for coming on. And that's it for today. Thanks, guys. Until we meet again. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.